And I'm going to read Psalm 150, and I want you to count how many times the word praise is used here, okay? Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. How many times? Thirteen. That's what I got too, all right? Now, I don't know the difference between loud cymbals and clashing cymbals. In my simple mind, I'd play clashing cymbals, you know. But I'd play them loud too, all right? But the book of Psalms, the book that we're looking at this week is a book that teaches us praise and worship. It is divided into five different books, and at the end of each book, it ends with a doxology inviting us, praise God from whom all blessings flow. But it instructs us through the everyday issues of life. In the book of Psalms, you will read Psalms where the psalmist is at a low point that you cannot get any lower. And it's a psalm of lament. It's crying out to God. You will read Psalms where the psalmist is is angry and saying, God, make him to be childless and cause his days to be few and and he is he is pleading for God to bring judgment you will read psalms where the psalmist is filled with exaltation and joy and and overflowing with praise to God but even in the psalms of lament you will find that there is a thread that runs through that teaches us about praise to God. Psalm speaks honestly about life's struggles, the highs and the lows, and it commands us to praise God. Now, we often are commanded and exhorted here at church to read our Bible, to pray, to witness, to walk in the Spirit and various things. But I was really convicted in studying the Psalms. We don't, we aren't often exhorted and commanded to praise the Lord. But the entire book of Psalms is telling us, praise the Lord. I mean, throughout the book of Psalms, he gives many reasons, and, and this morning I want to just quickly mention um, some reasons, but <clears throat> this aspect of giving praise to God is something that I am woefully negligent of, and I believe across the board we are. 
We are not just to, in our heart, say, thank you, Lord. It says we are to praise Him in, in song and praise Him in voice and praise Him in, in all of our life. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The chief end of man is to praise God, to live to the glory of God, and to enjoy Him all our life. So, God is to be praised with passion. And, and there are a number of psalms that fall under these divisions to praise Him for creation. Psalm 8 and 19 and 26, 29 and on and on. They are calling our attention. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament showeth his handiwork. Throughout the book of Psalms, he calls attention to his creation. This is the, our hearts at this season of the year in Iowa should be filled to overflowing with thanksgiving for his creation. I mean, to me, it's, it's incredible. Um, the various colors. Where, where does, how does this happen? I mean, even the most basic thing, you, you plant a brown and white or brown bean seed in the ground and it produces this luscious green leaf until the bugs get it and eat holes in it, right? But I mean, this is everywhere around us. If nothing else, just creation, we should be saying, praise God. We know tomorrow morning the sun will come up. Whether we see it or not, it's on perfect timing, all right? There may be clouds, but we should praise Him for creation. Secondly, to praise Him for His Word. Psalm 1 begins with, with exhortation about His Word and, and says, The blessed man meditates in His Word day and night. Turn with me to Psalm 19, though. I want you to, to see this. We're going to look at Psalm 19, but Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. And every verse, with the exception of two of them, I believe it is, make direct reference to the Word of God. That's not a coincidence that that happened. The Word of God is very, very important, and we need to praise God for His Word. Notice Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. They are sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them, God's word, there is great reward. So he says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. All the characteristics of the word of God. 
And we're not going to take the time to list them. It converts the soul, makes wise the simple. It rejoices the heart and so on. It enlightens the eyes. You mothers, the greatest thing you can do for your children is plant the Word of God in their souls. I mean, to help them memorize the Word of God, to memorize it along with them, the greatest thing that you can do in any life, your own personal life, in the life of of your children or grandchildren, any of us, is the Word of God. And throughout the Psalms, you will find reference after reference When's the last time you really praised God and said, God, thank you for your word. Your word is exalted and it is eternal and it is a lamp unto my feet. And God, it's, I thank you, the psalmist said in 119, that I've gone through these afflictions, deep, deep trials of life because it's in those I learned your word. So we praise Him for creation. We praise Him for the Word. Then there are a number of psalms that are called Messianic psalms. They are psalms that that make reference to the Messiah, to Jesus Christ, that 17 of them directly make reference to His life, His death, His resurrection, His second coming, His universal reign, and the glories of His kingdom. The book of Psalms causes us to say, I I can give thanks and praise to God for my Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Lamb that takes away the sin of my heart. When is the last time you praised Him? You know what? Every day we ought to say, God, thank you that in your mercy and your grace, you have forgiven my sins. Thank you for the Messiah. Thank you for the Savior. Thank you for Jesus Christ. It is amazing the prophecies in the book of Psalms and how they are fulfilled through the life of Christ. So we praise Him for creation, we praise Him for His Word, we praise Him for the Messiah, Jesus Christ, but we praise Him for the judgment that God is going to bring. There are psalms that are called imprecatory psalms. I mentioned uh, prayed almost or prayed out of anger and asking God to bring judgment In the Old Testament, they didn't understand the full scope of of God's nature and His plan and His purpose. In the New Testament, we're commanded to bless our enemies and pray for them that despitefully use us and persecuted us. And God recorded these psalms for our benefit, not necessarily as examples of, of their wording, What was motivating them was their spirit for God's glory. And they said, God, you need to bring judgment for your glory. We can praise God that God is going to bring justice. He is going to bring judgment. And there may be things in your life that have not been right, that have been done to you and falsely accused and and maybe done wrong in a great sense, 
God will bring judgment. And you can praise him, and it ought to motivate us to walk holy with him, but you can praise him that he will bring judgment. And then we praise him for heaven, the reality of heaven. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You read throughout the book of Psalms, he talks about heaven. He talks about God reigning and ruling. Do you understand, as Christians, our hearts should be filled with praise continually, and our mouth should be filled with praise. Sad to say, too many times my mouth is filled with complaining about the weather, the forecast was supposed to be 70 yesterday and it was only 55 and blah, they can't ever get anything right. And these stinking politicians, blah, blah, blah. How little my tongue is filled with praise to God. I speak that to my shame. I can always praise Him for creation. I can always praise Him for His Word. I can always praise Him for my Messiah. I can always praise Him that He's going to bring judgment, and I can always praise Him for the future of heaven. We need a revival of praise to God. And and until we do, there won't be any other working of greatness. I mean, the greatest thing, mothers, that you can do in your home is fill your home with praise to God. Set the tone in your home with praise to God. So I want to quickly give three applications. Number one, I want to challenge you, beginning today, just set aside time to read one psalm a day. When you get to Psalm 119, read one section a day. But psalms, this is is the hymn book of the Bible, the psalms are. They were written for our blessing will help get us to praise God. Number two, set your heart to actually give praise to God. Psalm 119 and verse 164, David said, Seven times a day I will praise you, O Lord. That means there were seven times every day that David specifically praised God. He said, that's what I'm doing. And I'm not going to God to pray and say, give me this, give me that. Seven times a day, I am just going to God and I am going to praise Him. I'm not saying you need seven times a day. But I'm saying we need sometimes a day where we specifically say, God, I am coming. I was made to praise you, and I haven't been doing that, and now I'm going to remedy that, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to give praise to you. And then thirdly, I just encourage you, sing to the Lord. Ask God. God, give me a song. And an easy way to do that is just grab a hymnal and pick a song. But God, give me a song. It is incredible. When you read about people that have been in prison for Christ, they have said the two things that help them get through it is their their memorization of the Word of God and them their memorization of hymns of faith that ministered to their souls. 
God didn't intend singing to just take place in church. Now, some of us need to go to the back 40 to sing, just so we're not a stumbling block to others, all right? But honestly, that's some of the best times. When you're going out to feed the cows, I have some good times singing out there. You know what I mean? Cows don't mind it. You first say, come cow, and then they come, they get their corn, they're good to go. You know what I But we need to sing. We've let Satan rob us of our praise to God. And God says, if you don't, I'll make the rocks to cry out to me. And my study of the psalm this week, one thing I took away is I and we need to praise God much more. It's not because there's a lack of things. We, we, we want to make God do our thing, fit him in our box. And if he doesn't, we don't praise him. It doesn't work that way. God has already done so much that our hearts honestly should be filled with praise to God. So I exhort you today, read a psalm a day, set your heart to actually give praise to God every day at time to do that, and sing to the Lord. If you know Christ as your Savior, you have every reason to praise God. And the reality is, that's what we're commanded. This is a command of God. I mean, 13 times in one psalm, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. I mean, you remember your mother saying, do this, do this, do Yeah, 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 I got it, you know. Well, God's saying, do it, do it, do it, do it. And we go on our way and grumble and complain. God is worthy of praise. Tonight we're going to look at, is there a difference between praise and worship? What does it mean, praise? What does worship involve? I trust you'll be back tonight. But the book of Psalms is a book to teach us to praise and worship Him. Let's stand together. Um, The only announcements I'm going to make is tonight our evening service. We'll be taking a love offering for Megan Masters' summer trip. You can read the bulletin as as good as I can read it to you, okay? And... um, If I could have a couple men just take the offering plates by the door. Some of you just want want to give desperately. It's burning a hole in your pocket. On the way out, you can do that. But I I have to confess, we're going to close our service singing the doxology, okay? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. How many of you grew up in a church that you sang this regularly? How many of you thoroughly enjoyed it when you sang it? A few of you did, okay? I was one that didn't. Not at all. Praise God. I look around, it was like, praise God from old sour face over there singing, praise God from whom all blessings flow. It sounded like a funeral dirge to me. I'm not saying I was right in this. But you know what? It, it would help. It'd help a lot of these young kids if they saw joy in us and genuine praise in us.